recorded during the Plague Year 2020. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all too timely 1971 techno thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And joining Jim this week, I'm Hal Bryan, uh, best known. How about uh, uh, best known across the universe as uh, <laughs> as Jim's co-host or he's mine, whatever it is, of the uh, the Rocketeer Minute? Yes, your 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 fe- fellow uh, host of the host of the show, uh, m- yes. multiple MC squared. I think is what it is. <laughs> MC squared, <laughs> and I've certainly uh, done my share of of uh, wonderfully fun, happy guest spots on other uh, movies by minute podcasts. You're a good talker, Hal. That's, that's a, Why, so, thank you, Jim. It's always, it's always good. And, you, and you, sit, you sit in front of a TV a lot. So that's, <laughs> Apparently, that's awesome. So, yes. <laughs> and you sat in front of the TV for this movie. So that, thank you very much for doing that. Although, you know, I do have to say that, that uh, um, I don't know why I have to say this at all, uh, but I, I did watch this one on the treadmill. Oh, start to finish. Awesome. So I took a nice uh, leisurely, uh, it was about a five-mile stroll while, uh, while watching. And... Uh, um, and that was well, that was great, and that was um, I think it helped put me in the mindset of uh, I don't know I don't know being, what it put me in the mindset of being him. incredibly tired after yes, going, exactly. going through the rigmarole of yeah right. uh, an endless I, uh, corridor that never and never coincidentally uh, I I paused the treadmill and I napped in place for six hours uh, <laughs> that was you your know, interim treadmill it, yeah. it, was, it was my interim treadmill and then I. You know, met up in the the cafeteria, and then of course I had to wipe the epithelial layer of skin off the <laughs> treadmill when done. Muffy was happy about that. I'm yes. sure. So, uh, but yeah, we are we are still in, we're on level four, and uh, uh, Doctor Hall is contemplating the meaning of life, the universe, and all that, and uh, Doctor Stone is just glaring at him in the hallway or pondering you know, oh obviously he has a lot of big thoughts on his mind like i just gave him control of a nuclear bomb <laughs> right and so i'd better look at him for a while yeah and uh, and it's funny too because we we were talking about that at the end of the last episode how you know this long stare and and the you know just the difference in attention spans over the last 40 years um boy coming up on 50 isn't it yeah anyway um and uh, and yet this minute starts out like the the staring wasn't even all in the last minute when we pick no. it up in this minute there's still lots and lots of staring you know just nuclear substation but it's not finished and this has got to be important later right yeah yeah it's it's <clears throat> he you know it, it feels like there should be a pop up video dating myself there should be a pop up video pointing yes. at Stone is Stone is pondering why Hall's pondering what he's going to do about blowing up the world and, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's, and that's the thing is there. He's concerned about possibly, you know, sort of not being able to uh, to sort of get involved in the whole nuclear explosion thing because you know they had they had time to finish everything, but they just have they built the cafeteria, but they didn't finish the whole <laughs> nuclear uh, self destruct sequence uh, situation. Yeah, so at least you know a place to buy ruffles next to the cash register. And do they have <laughs> cash registers? Are it all free? I don't know. It, um. <laughs> The other thing that they didn't bother with is uh, putting pens next to the uh, complimentary pads and notebooks. Uh, when uh, when Doctor Stone sits down at his desk, uh, he has no writing implements for those pieces of paper that are sitting on it. Look his, at that! And that is, desk. have you ever seen just a more just beautifully austere 
oh yeah room yeah. is that what do we call that it's, it's an office it's it's a studio apartment because there's a cot yeah, it, with a mattress a, and a pillow it, it's a cell i mean it's just it's, yeah i've seen bus stations with more uh, accoutrements right uh, you got the two crts in the wall and, and more of that uh was it which president was it <laughs> Yeah, oh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, Wilson putty. putty and, yeah, uh, right, right down to the uh, the the pillows white, I think, but everything else is like that right. nice putty color. Um, I just that, keep, oh, go ahead. I, I keep wondering if this room is equipped with uh, gas jets that they can incinerate anything in it. You know, that it's like, oh, he's infected, and they just push a button, and right. you know, the, the, everything well, burns off, and then they just go in and squeegee the walls, and, and it's ready for the next customer. Well, if you look at about second 18 or so, you see the, the mattress and pillow sitting there. Is that yeah. just a vent that's right up by, behind well, your head? Or is that, that is it a control panel of some kind? That, I can't remember it's a, there. It, it's a control panel and a speaker, as we'll see the next morning. Oh, uh, right, that's, right. That's, that's, that's where we get the little wake-up call that's yeah. going to be coming out of that, that one. And, and of course, it's, listen, we can't give the guy a pen. He's got a single chair, no blankets or anything, just a mattress and a pillow. But we've got the uh, multi-time zone world clocks up yeah, there. Yeah, just, just in to enha- enhance the situational awareness and, you know, make him realize how much of his his life he's wasting in this dreary <laughs> cell. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. And uh, heaven knows where the bathrooms are. Uh, it just, right. no, nobody mentioned that on the, you know, oh. the cafeteria is down the end. It's like, well, where do I hit the head? <laughs> Can you imagine if you've got to run back up real quick? <laughs> I got to go back up I'm, to level one. I'll see you in a week. Uh, I'll have less skin, but you should still recognize me when I get back. Ah, uh, it's yeah, and I mean, there will be talk. There, uh, well, we're getting getting ahead of ourselves, but there will be talk of animus in the, in their futures. So I would think the location of the bathrooms may be more important than the location of the uh, nuclear off switch. That's very well uh, could be. The uh, something else that's uh, I mean, we've been making fun of the paint and the austerity and stuff of it, but I do love the production design of this movie. I do love that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I use the word sterile, uh, kind of talking about the, the pacing and the tone of a movie like this. But it also, it applies to that set design, those wonderful curving corridors that, you know, we don't have to build it very much of it because it'll just curve out of view. Um, and just everything sort of, you know, simple and your monitors mounted in the wall. It, it's got a it's got a certain arrow Saarinen feel about it, doesn't it? I mean, like you see this in the TWA terminal. Yeah, it does. If, uh, if he were maybe kind of depressed yeah <laughs> having an off day and just, yes exactly uh, just put a put a bed with a pipe underneath it <laughs> right and uh, no place for your shoes there's really i mean yes. you're gonna have to sleep in your you're gonna have to sleep in your uh, your, your one-piece jumpsuit there the, the dr venture outfit i keep thinking of right <laughs> but don't worry it'll be incinerated at some yeah. point you know <laughs> don't get too attached yeah it's it's paper it'll it'll rip <laughs> off like like so many epithelial layers right um one yeah. of the uh, other things that I, uh, uh, I mean, that, that I enjoy throughout this, and we were talking about uh, uh, the the sort of types of dialogue that comes over the speakers, but I love the, um, I love the call signs. So in this minute, we've got you know watchdog to all levels, and then of course referring to you know the scoop seven capsule, uh, and then you know later is Leo control to keepsake five. And keepsake five, just, yeah. That's just. That just that rings true to me somehow because that's it's hard to it's hard to make up, but when you hear something like that that sounds that sounds right, it just sounds somehow sounds authentic and very serious. That you know, keepsake five would be a would be a call sign, and of course they're responding to Leo control and all this good stuff. 
And and the beautiful voice coming coming in there telling you about Keepsake Five is uh, none other than Don Messick. So you've got uh, oh, Race are you Bannon. serious? Yeah, you got Race Bannon telling you, you know, what's going what's going down. Okay, well, it's uh, Don Messick and uh, uh, Sir Race Bannon Scooby-Doo. and Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's uh, I, it's right there, and it's during I, the Scooby Doo era. I mean, 1970. That was the peak of the original series. So it's he's lucky. <laughs> So now, now given the era, I'm picturing the outtakes. I'm picturing, for some reason, Don Messick is just off camera recording this stuff live, which would make no sense whatsoever. And imagine him, you know, lapsing into Scooby-Doo and, you know, demanding a Scooby snack. And then suddenly Dom DeLuise walks on in frame and he wets himself. That's, yes. Uh, it's a, yeah, or it's a Metal Arc Lemon and the Globetrotter showing yes, up. It's, exactly. Rub, 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 rub. Right. Uh, and then we rip the mask off of the microbe and find that it was, you know, it was, it was old really man stone. Yes. Old man stone the whole time. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Goodness. There you have it. Yeah. Yes. Sorry for ruining it. Ruining it every, ruining every minute, one minute at a time. Right. And that's uh, the, the thing, though, is you have to... Uh, you know, this isn't uh, this isn't a movie that like with the Rocketeer. You and I sat that down and we had agreed in advance. We love this movie so much. We want to step through every second of it. And I came into this film with a different background. I'm aware of it. It's classic. But as we've have confessed multiple times, I hadn't seen it until we uh, excuse me until uh, we were going to do this. But uh, I couldn't do this uh, this kind of step by step stuff with a movie that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that you didn't. If, if this movie had a slog through, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. yeah. It's, and and you know this isn't this is not the was not the feel good hit of seventy one and it's not you know going to be my new happy place movie that I'm going to throw on on a rainy Saturday when I'm you know feeling bummed or something but uh, but there's uh, there's a there's a craftsmanship to it that you know kidding aside for for just a moment there's there is a lot that goes into it we talked about the production design and set design and all that and you know the the pacing is uh is very deliberate very methodical it is very very slow by our standards but i don't think of that necessarily as a flaw i think it it's part of this movie's character no i, I agree and i think that it's you know it's a meticulous film I, I think robert wise was a meticulous director so you have this is a film i think you can recommend to other people like have you seen the andromeda strain if you haven't you really need to see it maybe you're not you know and like you said it's not something that you say oh i've got to pop this in and watch it again uh but if it's on tv you'll you'll sit through it and watch the whole thing and go hmm that's interesting is it you know what a, what a concept to, to ponder and you can see kind of the the sea the, the the beginning germinations of what would turn into a jurassic park you can see where this is technology that went bad they it, human beings making bad decisions that whole frankenstein right. theme well and the the hubris of thinking that they can control it yeah and you know building this uh, this whole big elaborate uh, elaborate mechanism and as, as we said earlier you know if this film were made today that you know there would be an, an additional villain and um i, I want to say that every potential failure of the, of all of these uh, fail safes quote unquote would be telegraphed more but really um, how much more time can we spend looking at an unwired, uh, you know, sort of little nuclear, uh, nuclear off switch? Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, if anything, this movie maybe needed to be an ex- an additional thirty minutes because I would love to find out more about Stone and what, you know, we we had that little flashback about maybe ten minutes ago where he was talking, you know, he he did his uh, his Einstein thing where he needed a Manhattan Project and his. 
this was his Manhattan Project with all these Berkeley professors, and they're you know smoking a pipe and saying, "Yeah, we need to do something about those extraterrestrials." Right. Uh, but I, he's he's such a Stone it is a flawed character, but we don't dig into that any further. He's got a couple of onion layer onion layers on top of him that we never unpeel. Right. Uh, I mean, we I, burn them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, easily, on the way yeah. down. But but yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We don't uh, we don't dig into that anymore. We don't learn nearly as much uh, about his motivation, which is which is also interesting because it it's such a it's such a difference in the way films are made in that. Some of this, uh, some of this movie, the you know the lingering looks at these nuclear switch things, you you're tempted to kind of roll your eyes. Okay, I get it. It's not finished, and that's going to be important. And you know, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. But then there there's so much that isn't spoon fed to you at all. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, it's it's left to your device, to your own devices, to to ponder what does that mean or what does this mean. And right. I I get the. Stone, I'm trying to figure out another character in another movie, but all I keep coming back to is Professor Utonium in the Powerpuff Girls. That he <laughs> he just he, cre- he creates this stuff and he's just like smoking his pipe and not even thinking about what the consequences of his actions are. And I think that's where that's where Stone has. He's like he's like rubbing his hands together, going, "Oh, this is this is just what we were looking for. This is this is why we built the place. It's great that we're finally underway." But meanwhile, there's a there's a town full of dead people, right? And it's, and and there's a mission, the Scoop Seven, of of which there must have been scoops one through six. That God knows what happened in those particular missions, but there's been this horrible search for extraterrestrial life, possibly being used for bio warfare, and he made all of that possible because maybe the government wouldn't have done anything if they didn't have a wildfire to. To work on, and those are those are questions I would love to explore more. But we've only got two hours in a movie, and right. the you know it, it's it, it has so many questions that need need to be asked. I'd love to see a, a sequel to the Andromeda Strain. That would be really interesting to see. Now, have you read the book? Yes, yeah, I read the okay. book before I before I saw the movie. I read the book, and when I found out that there was a movie based on the book, and it it had just come out, it had come out about a week before my birthday. I, I've I've said this I've said this before on the show, but oh, apologies. Going no 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 going to see the movie, um, I was amazed at how deep the movie gets into the book. Have you have you read the book? I no, I have not read the book. So that's what I was wondering: is there any more of an epilogue or anything at the at the book? Does the book travel at all beyond the film's ending? The book, the book talks more during the during the book. The book talks more about the questionable state of what Stone knew and when did he know it? Because it's it's built. The book is built like the Warren Commission report. You have a lot of found documents, and you have this story that's going on in between. But you get these little inserts where it's showing you where they built wildfire, how you know what kind of uh, information they got back, all the different layer. When you're seeing these things displayed on the video screen, you actually get a page of that. Uh, right out of the right out of the movie, but it was written, it was done before the movie, so it's it's just massive. Uh, if you, if you like found documents as a as a storytelling device, reading the novel is very important to understand the movie even better. But there's really uh, other than the fact that Levitt is a man in the Andromeda Strain, there's really no difference between the movie and the book. That's interesting. You know, uh, one of the things that actually really struck me about. Uh, uh, about this minute or about the the scenes where we did this is obviously you know the deeper we get into this whole complex this whole compound and you know into our little austere cells for our six hour nap um it it 
as cool as the sets are, of course, it's getting very claustrophobic. It's becoming a, you know, a hallway tube movie at that point. Yeah. So in this particular minute, you know, we cut back to the aerial view of, of Piedmont looking at the church. For a fraction of a second, you get a little bit of a, a relief because, like, oh, we're outside. We're going to see a little bit what's sort of going on in the outside world. But, of course, this is just a memory uh, as he's flashing back. And, of course, this, you know, bucolic, dusty little town is still littered with corpses. And it's, yeah. you know, it, it's not a happy thing. It feels like for just a second, it's like, oh, we're, we can step outside. You know, the characters can't, but the audience maybe can take a quick breath of fresh air. But, uh, but no, it's still quite grim. And then, then of course, we, we zoom in, piles of bodies. We see him thinking, and then we go into uh, just absolute classic 70s uh, little pop-up split screens. Yeah, yeah, a, be- a beautiful scene of and kind of a, a nice... You know, this is almost like the halftime break where you're saying to yourself, well, this is what happened so far on this day. And uh, as, as we're about to pr- approach the third day of this disaster, um, there's Stone kind of, you know, he's deep, he's deep in thought about all the things that he saw, the little girl that died, you know, clutching her doll. And, and of course, the, the topless teenage girl and, and that lieutenant who was driving the uh, uh, Caper One van. Uh, with the with the cut on his head uh, right. and the, and the dead grandma with a with her cat in the hallway, um, and then of course from all that he extrapolates and thinks about his wife at home. His wife could have you know if this thing had landed in Berkeley instead of in Piedmont, uh, his wife could be dead in in their bedroom. And uh, it's I think the stakes just got a lot higher for him as he as he pictures where this could where this would go. Well, it's it's an interesting device. I mean, it seems sort of like the the actual sort of split screen and these little clips seems like a product of the time as we look back on it and I you know it doesn't seem like something we'd expect to see in a movie today but it's uh it it's compelling it's a good reminder let him sit there and think and then let us look at these individual human faces these victims um and and remember that there's you know there's more to this than just sort of a a tense race against a, a clock and we're, you know, we're not here to try to finish the science experiment. Um, this thing has had these absolutely horrible consequences. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's 50 years ago, but I think this is the way we look at the, the way 2020 is going right now. When you see the different, um, the numbers, the figures coming back from different parts of the world of how many dead are here, how many people are infected with this disease and you get you know you get the idea that these are rough numbers but there's you know there's people behind those numbers there's individual faces and 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 people who were alive at the beginning of this year that aren't making it to the end of the year and uh it's it's strange how compelling this thought is you know especially in our own time i i i know after this plague is all done, we're probably going to have a million books and a million movies made about this particular year and everything going on. I don't think people are going to really buy a lot of that material, buy, buy the books, and because we've all lived through it, and it's just not a, it's not a palatable thing. You probably want to put this into your past when you're done with it. But it is, right. it, 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 for, for Michael Crichton's first big movie, uh, this really does touch on a human aspect in this minute that has kind of been absent in the previous minutes that you really have to think about this is affecting human beings and uh, the solution has to be something to save these people or you can't save the people that have already died but if you find the solution so that there's no more like this right Um, well it's interesting what you say too about uh, 
you know, yes, there'll be movies made and stuff, but how much will we want to relive this? But then uh, I'm, I'm always fascinated at, uh, at, at trying to imagine, you know, how, uh, how will we in the future, how will future generations sort of look back on, you know, the momentous events that we've, we've been living in and are, are still living in this year. And, you know, when you think about it, are, are, will there be, will there be jokes about it? Will it be, will it be a, a cliche? Will, will people talk about, um, and obviously the, it's a very different scale, but will people just talk about, well, you know, the, the COVID-19 in 2020 and, you know, and other things like the Titanic, the Hindenburg, you know, these things that are just become parts of history and we become so far removed from them that we just have sort of a simple little name for it. And, um, you know, people will joke about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you'll you know, watch a movie, and you'll watch a movie, and you'll see people with masks. And go, oh, that was back in twenty twenty, or you, right, you know, exactly. And, or that might become part of our culture, and that masks become like a normal part of our lives. That we just, you're going out, you put on a mask, and um, and there will be people that don't wear masks, and people who do wear masks, even after you know a vaccination is found, or some some other way of, of calming it down, and maybe that will affect how our culture looks at different people who do or don't wear masks even in a non-plague time. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, I, I didn't think when I, when I started doing this movie, it was just at the beginning of, uh, of when st stuff started happening. This was in, in March. And I didn't know if this was going to, I was going to start doing this and it was going to be over, you know, the plague would be over and this, everybody would look at this going, oh, it's dated. Why are you, why are you bother continuing on with this? But it's become right. more and more relevant as time goes by, I was really, I mean, sadly surprised that it, it's it's still a relevant topic. Um, and I don't know if uh, uh, Michael Crichton was being prescient or just a, uh, have an amazing, you know, fortune of, of, of writing something like this. Well, and here's uh, here's hoping that that maybe maybe not the first listen of, of these episodes, but maybe when somebody comes back to decide to visit it again, that uh, this whole pandemic thing is. Uh, is a distant memory that we can talk about in the past tense. That would be very nice. So, here, well, here. well, Hal, th thanks so much for being on this week. It's been a it's been a gas having you know having our our conversations. I miss I miss our conversations talking about movies. We've been I, we've been, I do too. We have a we have a ton of fun together, and yeah. uh, it's always fun to to, to look back on uh, you know the Rocketeer Minute, our first huge project together, and and try to remember those first eighty episodes when uh, when nobody believes that we hadn't even met face to face. Yeah, yeah, it took yeah. us eighty episodes before we'd ever been in the same room. Uh, but Jim, oh. pleasure is uh, as always all mine. I appreciate your patience as I was uh, uh, wanting to throw my computer into the Xeon Xenon yeah. lamp room. Um, it took there, us a little there, bit. There's of, viruses tries, everywhere, but, so you know it's yes. <laughs> that's the way it goes. But again, thanks for being. On. And we will be on further shows in in the near future. We've got I've got a new new project coming up, and I know you'll be a part of it. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, but anyway, for, folks, thanks for listening to us this week. Uh, if uh, you'd like to leave comments about the show, always welcome at uh, Facebook on uh, Project Wildfire or on Twitter at uh, Andromeda Minute. If you could, if you, it'd be so kind as to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, just a couple of words, please, as many stars as you can leave if you enjoy the show. Uh, that's, that's always helpful for other people to find this show. So that, uh, if you could do that on iTunes, we'd appreciate it very much. Uh, we will be back next week, and uh, looking forward to, to talking with you all. In the meantime, please wash your hands, wear a mask, and stay at least six feet apart, and we'll get through this plague uh, as soon as possible. We'll see you here next time on the Andromeda Minute.
very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here. 